We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode of Spilling the LT. I'm your host, Tamara Gady with Lawyer's Title. I have an amazing guest on the show with me today, uh, and there's a very selfish and particular reason why I asked him to come join me on the podcast. Uh, I have with me today Tommy Witten. He's a top producer with Joe Atkins Realty. He's been in real estate for 12 years, recipient of the Metrotex Realtor of the Year Award. And we had some really great conversations over the last few, year. he's, few years. He's been a very loyal client and friend of mine for a long time now. And I noticed that he pivoted his business uh, during the start of COVID and started uh, his YouTube channel and really focusing on driving business through his YouTube channel. So it's something I'm exploring. I know a lot of the forward thinking people out there are exploring the, meta uni the metaverse and uh, <laughs> those sorts of things. So I'm playing a little bit of catch up here, but I wanted him to come on the show and talk about YouTube and, and how to turn that into a revenue generating platform. So welcome, Tommy. Thank you for coming on the show with me today. Thank you for having me, Tamara. Always good to you, friend. So um, I want to quote, I'm going to quote you today. Not, not quite yet. Okay. okay? Um, we had a great com conversation before we started the podcast today about what, what, what we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of exploring this avenue myself. And so you've done a really great job of building your YouTube platform. I've gotten a lot of, you know, realtors kind of wondering if this is something they should pursue and even how to go about doing it. So I'm very thankful for you being on the show with me today. Sure. Let's kind of start with a little bit of your background, how you got here. Well, I've always played with video. Um, I just have always felt uh, like deep down inside me that video is an easy way to get out information and that the world was transitioning to uh, to like video even more than text and reading and, and things like that. Audio is kind of along that, that same platform where people are willing to listen to dialogue and messages, uh, education and entertainment, uh, rather than to be, you know, reading a book, so to speak. So I've always played with it. And as you mentioned, since the pandemic hit us in 2020, uh, when that happened, I had a look at YouTube and I said, you know, this is the world's second largest search engine and there's not a better place to get up videos. I just had to decide on my audience. Um, your audience can either be, if you're a realtor, your audience can either be other real estate professionals or it can be the public. And I chose the public as my audience. You're messing up my quote here that I have for a little while later. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, but I remember us having these conversations. Um, you were actually using a CRM platform of ours at the time, and it just wasn't able to be that lead capturing funnel that you were looking for. So I remember when you jumped to a different CRM platform, started your web page, okay. and then started the YouTube journey. So, yeah. you know, um, by the way, kids, we're talking about video again. <laughs> that seems to be the theme of all of the podcasts. But And we're not going to dive into CRMs because I feel like at this point in the game, if you're a seasoned realtor doing business, you 
you have to have a CRM and you have to be utilizing your CRM. So we're going to kind of skip past that part. But okay. the quote that you, you ex the exact quote, which I love very much, is there are two kinds of marketing. Marketing to people you know and marketing to people you don't know. If you're marketing to people you know, you're screwed. <laughs> and so I really appreciated you seeing kind of the writing on the wall about how to move past just sphere marketing. I think sphere marketing is extremely important. It is. And has a big place in the realtor world and all in anybody's, in anybody that's trying to generate business. You know, you, you definitely want to start with people you know. But there's a bigger platform out there. And so trying to explore that, get an understanding of the intricacies of you don't just post a video on YouTube. There's a lot of strategy that goes into what you're doing to lead capture. So I, I think the first uh, thing that I wanted to start with, you started in around shelter, the shelter in place start, right? So 2020. Yes. Yeah. And you already have almost 2000 subscribers on YouTube. And to me, that's a really big deal. I have 13, by the way. <laughs> so 2000 seems amazing to me. So we started exploring that, right? How did you get so many views or subscribers? Organically. Uh is is how is the best way to go so the content has to have that searchability um that searchability where you end up in people's results so i mean look dallas fort worth is going to be one of the more googled uh cities in america and so it's nice to be from here and have the opportunity to do this that being said cities in general get Googled, right? People are looking for information. It's not like they're just looking to move here. Now it helps that we're in Texas and we're in Dallas, Fort Worth. But if I was in Boise, Idaho, I'd be doing the exact same thing because it's a major city. Sure. People want to know, you know, there are going to be some people that have to move there. So I would base content on Boise, Idaho. I'm just doing it here. Um, and, you know, as far as getting seen, and getting subscribers, it's really just about making sure that we have the right titles, we have the right tags and keywords, and uh, making sure that they are in place. That way, when people do Google or when people do jump on YouTube, I'm showing up in the results. And if I'm not on the first page of results, I'm in the recommended videos at the end of someone else's video because I'm not the only one here doing this. There's about there's about 20 of us doing this here. And so Dallas. you're kind of diving in and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go a little deeper here. So yeah. you're talking about keywords, right? Yeah. So you start with your video, which it sounds to me like your focus, which I've seen on your YouTube channel, obviously is lo local, just the lo being local in DFW. Mm -hmm. I've seen you do tours of model homes and communities in DFW. I've seen uh, videos of you talking about the top 10 reasons why you should live here. Mm -hmm. I think, what, what was the title of the one? Top 10 reasons why you shouldn't live? Why, why, of things to look out for when you move to DFW? Um, I've got a few videos that are lists. And so, yeah, pretty much all, all that you named. I haven't done, that I can remember, a top, however many reasons to not move here, but I've given <laughs> top five things that you will not be told about moving. Okay. Here. That's maybe what it was. Yeah. And then like, for instance, the top 25 suburbs, which I think to date is still my most successful video. And I recorded that in 2020. If I were to go look at my YouTube analytics today, 
with almost 100 videos recorded, that's still a top 10 video of mm -hmm. mine over like the past month or so. It's because, um, you know, people are just looking for a general landscape. If they're not familiar with Dallas, Fort Worth, and it's more than 100 suburbs, I wanted a video to be out there in which I laid out exactly, you know, the top 25 yeah. or however many uh, suburbs that people should shortlist. Yeah, and I really like that one. I, 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 I like the innovation with what you're talking about, right? It's not about, it's not what I normally see when I see realtors do videos, right? And so um, I think that the one about the things you need, you won't, no one will tell you about moving here. That one made me laugh quite a bit because you're talking about hail and tornadoes. But, so many people yeah. are like freaking out, like, should I not move to Forney because of tornadoes? I'm like, I don't think you understand how tornadoes work. Like, you shouldn't be... You shouldn't be worried. We even got a laugh from our producer Ziggy just now. <laughs> yeah. and I've only heard that twice. <laughs> Excuse me. I, no, I definitely like, so yeah, talking about these things, these are things that are not talked about in a broader landscape on a lot of different platforms. Like you should actually be worried about getting a home with a three car garage. If you're going to have, you know, a parent come live with you. That way all your cars are inside a garage during a hailstorm, which we will <laughs> Have, unlike the tornado. I tell people I'm born and raised here. I'm very, um, very transparent in my, in my videos. I tell people I'm looking, I'm born and raised here. 40 years old, I've never seen an actual tornado. I've seen the devastation that are, that's left behind. And people appreciate the, this sort of thing. And they want to know that a lot of people, it doesn't matter if they're talking to a local, but I make sure that they know that they're talking to a local or that they're listening and getting their advice from a local born and raised DFW. Okay. So a couple of things that I've extracted from that is, you know, you focus on local issues, right? Mm -hmm. What's going on here, where to live, why you should live here, what, you know, what some of the challenges might be. Absolutely. And then emphasizing the fact that you're born and raised here gives you that perspective, right? Yeah. And, and I love the candor and the realness that you have on your videos. I think that's super important because- you know, one of the things we talk about all the time is if you get on camera and you try to be something different, your people already know you, they love you, they trust you, but that's your sphere, right? And so when you're talking about a bigger platform like YouTube, you have to kind of start thinking about how do you speak to a wide variety of people that could be looking at it? Because some of your videos I've seen, on my, I mean, you have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of, I mean, I think I saw one it had like 2,000 views. Yeah, my, the biggest one's like 10. 10, maybe like 12 or 14,000 views by now. That's a lot of views. It's a lot of views. I've still got a long way to go. So for all the credit you're throwing my way, I appreciate it and I, uh, I do genuinely, but I've got such a long way to go. And I'm looking forward to that because I, the, the real estate leads have rolled in with as small as I've been. Like for instance, started um, in, summer of 2020, recorded my first video, put okay. that up. Summer and, 2020. Mm -hmm, and I decided I would do a video every week and upload it. And okay, so there's consistency. That's correct. another important thing is consistent. We talk about this all the time in the podcast that I do is consistency. So keep going. I actually put up on my channel art new videos weekly. That way, whoever came to the channel and saw that, they were expecting that, number one. But number two, I had to hold myself accountable to the world. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think by the fourth or fifth video that I put up, I'd received, I started getting reach outs 
and I made sure that I had a funnel that tied into me. An okay, easy that's way to Im contact. that's important. We need to talk about keywords and we need to talk about funnels because yeah. you've kind of tapped into that a little bit. And you know, by the way, kids, I I plagiarize everything. I'm the biggest stealer in the whole wide world. So I don't read. I don't try to invent anything. I just call people like Tommy, and then I steal everything they're doing. <laughs> Right. So um, we talked. We had we had extensive talks about keywords. Mm -hmm. You referred me to two, well, one website and then a tool that's part of YouTube. Yep. I find the ladder. We got really excited when when we started diving into the ladder yesterday. So, mm -hmm. what the website that you referred me to is? It's either TubeBuddy or Keywords Everywhere. Which Keywords one? Everywhere was Keywords the first everywhere. one. Yes. So talk about Keywords Everywhere and what the why you need that and what so, the purpose is. So Keywords Everywhere really helps us to understand what is being searched online. If you are going to do something like this, it makes no sense to do it if your content or not ever not even the content, if what you're going to name your content is not being searched. For instance, there are so many realtors that have it just wrong. We will go to our beautiful new listing because we were taught that's what we do. Go to our listing, do a video of our listing, yep. and we will title the video, be it on Facebook or YouTube, the address, 123 Main Street in Frisco or whatever. People aren't searching that because they can find that on Zillow. They're not searching that. And well, they don't know to search for the address, period. My yeah. whole point. Um, plus, in a market like this, it's going to be gone, and then it's totally dead. Yeah. But if you position that as what a $600,000, uh, what $600,000 can get you in Frisco, Texas, okay, who's not going to be searching for That's going to be searchable for a long time. You've increased your um, your ability to be found, your content to be found. And so Keywords Everywhere really shows us how many times a month that something gets Googled and how powerful is that? Okay, so you gave two golden nuggets right there. Mm -hmm. The first one is your, your listing tour. Don't name it the address. No. Name it something like the example that you gave, which is what $600,000 in Frisco can get you. That's huge. And then the second thing was to do a search on a website such as Keywords Everywhere to look at the matrix of how those your title will perform in search engines. And it'll, it'll even help you create content because if you just take a little bit of time to nerd out and just spend some time on your laptop, get Keywords Everywhere on there and just experiment with what is being searched, you'll, it'll lead you in a direction and you'll find yourself recording a video because you found that even though you were headed that direction, this specific term that has to do with what you are already going to record gets Googled 8,000 times a month. And you're like, yeah, I want some of that. I want to be found somewhere mm -hmm. in that 8,000 times a month. There's your template. There, there it is. I love how you said nerd out. Cause let me tell you something, honey, I called you after I spent a day <laughs> working on this stuff and I was like, I have the biggest headache, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, one of the beautiful things here is to give everybody a shortcut, right? Absolutely. So I think key keywords everywhere. I did kind of nerd out on the matrix a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but tube buddy, I'm a fan. Good. Okay. Good. So let's talk about tube buddy. Well, TubeBuddy is a widget that can be plugged into 
uh, your YouTube uh, studio. Once you get to recording, you have your YouTube backend, which shows you your analytics and things like that. TubeBuddy can be plugged in and it's an interface that helps those creators get to understand the keywords that they wanna use, helps us to understand the content that we wanna create, and it helps us tweak the SEO for the video content. Really important, but I will say TubeBuddy has uh, competition as well. Okay. So while I uh, do subscribe to TubeBuddy, there's competition out there that in the future, I might be finding myself veering away from TubeBuddy, uh, perhaps matching with TubeBuddy. I just don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with it moving forward. Okay, well, I wanna steal it whenever you're done researching it. So you just let me know what's working and then I'm just gonna hijack that and do that. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. That's so um, I really like the matrix on TubeBuddy. I felt like whenever we did, you know, searches about keywords that we were able to really um, tweak our titles for some of our videos to get right. more traction. I've already seen some of the views go up. Really? Yeah, we just, we just played with some of it uh, yesterday and the day before. Not a lot, but yeah, you yeah. know, I've had a few increases in views. So I kind of did, and, and this was just, okay, here's me nerding out. I have a tracking spreadsheet. I'm a big spreadsheet fan. I like spreadsheets for stuff. Very good. So um, we went through and uh, to each one of the videos and the micro content that we did after that, we looked at how many views we'd gotten, how, you know, if, if we'd had any comments, how, you know, just kind of going through the tracking the matrix on our own. Yeah. Um, so I, I have those old numbers. And once we get done kind of tweaking everything in YouTube, then we'll see if the views go up. And so I have those starting numbers, which I think are going to be really important. So after you search your title mm -hmm. and you've got your keywords that you want to use for your title, that's going to increase your searchability on YouTube or Google or whatever, mm -hmm. there were some other things within YouTube that you and I talked about, um, the descriptions of the videos. I don't want to talk about the funnel yet, right? Okay? okay, but how you put together your YouTube descriptions or, well, I guess I have two questions. First of all, let's talk about how you put together your YouTube channel to make it searchable. And then how do you um, put together your descriptions for each video so that they are searchable? Okay. Yeah. So the channel is found quite the same way that the videos are. You're allowed to plug in tags on the channel studio. So aside from the videos, you're on the back end of your uh, YouTube studio. And when you're putting together your channel, for instance, I would put Dallas real estate moving to Texas, moving to Texas from California. Um, things that people are searching. I'm going to take 40 or 50 of those, however many characters, I think it allows up to uh, 500 or 1,000 characters. And I'm going to fill my channel up with these tags. These are, for the most part, the same tags that will go on each of my videos, but that'll vary depending on content, you know, the content of the specific video. But uh, both allow my content to be found and my channel to be found. Um, it's the same thing for, for everyone. So whoever's doing this, your content can be found by, you know, making the tags uh, similar in your videos and the channel itself. Now, the description, 
the description is an evolution for me. Yeah. Or it was because when I first started, before I even brought on TubeBuddy, I realized that I was, uh, th there was some people that I was following on YouTube to learn about the descriptions, yeah. but you're basically taking the tags or keywords, whatever you want to call them, and you are plugging some of them within your description. So if this is uh, a, a video about doing a video podcast in my description, very early in the description too. That was key that you told me yesterday. YouTube tracks that uh, very early in the description and TubeBuddy actually talks about that. It says uh, for some of the points it gives you for SEO searchability, that's redundant. Um, <laughs> for SEO, it asks, is your first keyword or is your first tag in the description or uh, of your video? Okay. Is it early in the description or okay. in the first sentence of your video? So I was like, what? Okay, let me do that. So I would start most of my, now it's not foolproof, but most of my videos do start off with the title um, the keyword, uh, the major keyword in the first sentence of my description. Okay, okay, so that's saying? something, yeah, we, I haven't been doing that yet, and that's a good thing I'm, I probably need to start working on implementing. It's it's just following these little techniques that, and that's what Tube, uh, TubeBuddy is. It's little techniques that help you increase the SEO. Okay. Um, I noticed that your descriptions are really thorough. You've got several links so now we're going to talk about funnels because, okay, so here's the way that I kind of think of this. And, and this is kind of specific to a, a, an affiliate in the real estate world mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm used to doing sales presentations, right? We walk into a brokerage and we bring our little snacks or whatever. And, you know, started the, the office meeting, we get our, you know, uh, opportunity to address everyone. And so this to me is a new way to do a sales presentation, mm -hmm. right? But one of the key thing, the key thing, the key thing that I always said in my sales presentations was I want an opportunity to earn your business, mm -hmm. a call to action, right? Yes, absolutely. Give me an opportunity to talk to you about how wonderful my services are or whatever it was that I was going to say. But, um, and I, this is a little trick I picked up from Mary Frances over at Heavy, um, was to ask for the business. Sure. And so I think it's, while it's great to put up all of these videos, if there's no way for people to get to you and you to convert them into leads, what's the point, right? Yeah. It has to generate revenue. So I think that some of the advice that I've gotten from several of you that are very, that are a lot more prevalent on YouTube than I am was to make sure that people could get to you. So in every video and on your channel too, is a link to your website, a click on the website. It goes directly to, you know, it's your your avatar face, yeah. you scroll down and then there's the form, form. to fill out to, to contact you. Absolutely. So it's that call to action. It's that funnel for people to reach out to you. And you showed me all the, your back end mm -hmm. of how this works. So I think that's the next important thing to talk about is it's not just about putting up a video and walking away. No, no, that's only, that's only half of it. For what I realized after uh, the first few videos is like, I I ended up in this world of relocation. And then I had this higher aspiration to want to give a full relocation experience, which means I had to match companies like Coldwell Bankers and Keller Williams who have an actual uh, relocation company. 
So I needed forms. I needed an easy and professional way to have people make contact with me. And so the call to action is just that. Uh, everything that you just said, it's methodical. It makes it super easy, just a couple clicks, and then you fill out your form. And the easier it is, the more uh, that people will uh, complete the form or whatever, uh, what, whatever task that you're giving them to do. I have competition that, for instance, will say, text, whatever, if they're in Frisco, they'll say, text Frisco to, and they'll put their number on there. But once they have that lead information, they get that text, uh, along comes uh, full contact information for the lead as well. So I might be playing with that in the future, but regardless of how it's done, it's gotta be a way for people to get in contact with you and it has to be easy. Super duper easy, it has to be. You know what you just said, you remember the listing signs that, you know, people, and then the, the, at the top, the little writer that would say text, so, text this four or five digit number, yeah. you know, for more information. It's kind of, it, it's just the new way of yeah. doing a lot of things that people have put into place for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now you said something really interesting that I wanna kind of circle back to. So you found yourself in the relocation world, meaning you're working with buyers. I am. Is there, do you see a way to use this platform so that you can work with the other side of the transaction, the listing side of the transaction? Not yet, okay. because my channel is so much based upon educating people about Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, I will have listings that from clientele that have reached out to me, they're now clientele, they're customers, they've reached out to me and they said, hey, I'm actually already here. I stumbled across your channel or video and I want to buy a house up in Salina or I want to buy a house in, uh, in Prosper, but I have the house to sell first. So I do have listings coming up, right. I have listings that are coming up that way. Uh, some of my competition who I've befriended, you know, like I said, there's about 20 of us that are doing the, the YouTube thing here in Dallas. And there may even be more, but there's, I know that my you're watching. Yeah, I know my competition. Yeah, right. So and I've talked to these guys. I've talked to, you know, befriended some of them. And I, I got one in particular. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting listings now. I'm like, how? I look at his content and his con his content is completely different from mine. He's an entertainer, whereas uh, people are showing up on his channel to look at beautiful real estate. People are showing up on my channel to learn about Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So his views are actually like buku amounts, like far more than mine. Okay. Because now you're appealing to just people who want to sit and be entertained by beautiful real oh, estate. Oh, sure. You put up a, a tour of Mark Cuban's long. house, and everybody's going to want to see that. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> so that's what that's what he does. But he's had people reach out to him and say. Hey, I've got, you know, $4 million listing in Preston Hollow or, or wherever. And he's getting opportunities to go in and list these homes because perception is reality sure. as well. Now you're uh, a seasoned luxury agent. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I, you know, and, and we all know that your buyer's going to turn into sellers at some point too, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a slew of listings down the road because of all these people that you help find houses at some point, they're going to want to cash in and go do something else. So, but I think it's interesting when you start to kind of explore, you know, the, what, what 
what vein you've decided to go down mm -hmm. with this. And then if you want to shift gears over to the listing side, how does one do that? Right. Yeah. So, you know, our, my podcast has always been an educational platform, education for realtors and lenders yep. tap into uh, bringing on, on guests that can provide value and provide education. So, um, but, but I have, I, to, I have to say okay. that throughout my career, and I know that you're doing the interviewing, but Throughout my career. Are you going to interview I, me? Yes. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> no, but uh, going back to 2013, 2014, I've got to say how much uh, of a, a breath of fresh air and how awesome you've been for me in my career. Of course, we had the my magical year. And I would hopefully it was I would say because you were with me in 2014, Metrotex Association of Realtors, yeah. Young Professionals Network. And I had you serve on uh, my one of my subcommittees. And that was a bomb year for the Realtor Association. And maybe uh, like that had to do with me winning Realtor of the Year. But I couldn't have done that without you. And you have constantly uh, revamped and remade yourself, but have always given value wherever you're at. So Tamara, thank you so much for your service to the industry. There is no one better in, uh, business development in Dallas, Fort Worth, and you are a recipient of the award of, uh, the Metrotex award yourself. Remind yeah, me, was Metrotex that 2017? Philly, Philly of the year. No, that 16, was 17, 18. No, it was more along the lines of when you went, I think 2013. We weren't the same year. Uh, I won it when I you think, won after you won in like fifteen or sixteen. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. You don't I remember swear. the year that you won that award? You Ew. tried so hard to win that award and then you won it. I'll never forget. I got it tattooed right here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, you do. You make an accomplishment. You check. Then you go find the next mountain to climb. Right. I need. So. A, I need a new trophy. <laughs> I remember y'all were bagging on me because like I was holding the trophy up. It was a big trophy. It was broke before it got to me. <laughs> this, this trophy's been around since the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like the 80s. Yeah. And the same one had been passed around. <laughs> yeah. And I'm holding it up and the cup on top is like tilted like this. <laughs> and then all in the comment section are people like, Tommy, you broke the trophy. <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah. It broke before it got yeah. to see what had happened was it, and I'm like trying to explain sure. myself. Um, well, They've retired those trophies now, but it's up you know, in yeah. The they, new they give away new like little crystal jobbers or something, which is what everybody does. But you know, back then we were recipients of the the trophy that got passed down, you know, year after year after year, which was dope, by the way. And the best part about it was the affiliate trophy was bigger than all the trophies. It really was. We never get the biggest trophy. I really was. Mine looked like the Stanley Cup. It really <laughs> big ears, <laughs> big right? Brass. Stanley Cup and everybody wanted I, I put the sucker in my back seat I seat belted it in and then we went that. to the celebration and everybody wanted to know when we were going to fill it up with well, some adult <laughs> beverage <laughs> I drank out of it I was like you're not get you're like it's that Gatorade it's just Gatorade in there toxic. <laughs> they need to go back to, I mean who cares right now but yes that was um Getting those trophies that meant a lot for for me, for but me then to well. see you come right in because you had been you were already a presence in the YPN room, and I was just <laughs> I credit could say that about most places. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> credit to myself, I was smart enough to realize like I need to align myself with Tamara. Oh, you're very sweet. And so I like come on, serve on. Well, like please help me out. And it ended up we put together like excellent events. I can now put on like 
kudos to YAPN and everything they taught me. I can put together a sponsored event like I've been doing it for years because of what I learned in those in those um, in those conference rooms. Like I learned so much that I'm using now, even though I'm not serving. Sure. I can put on a freaking sponsored event like nobody's business. Like the charity event that we just did up in Prosper. I know we're talking about, uh, you know, other stuff, but I got that from being in these conference rooms with you. So I just got to give you, I got to give you your flowers now. Well, you I, got, I appreciate you, you very them. much. No, you you got to get them. You were um, one, you know, it's very difficult when you come over a title. You're, you have a built reputation and, you know, sometimes you think that you're going to be able to carry with you a lot of the people that you've done business with and had friendships with. And, you know, when you come over title, it's like, oh, so competitive. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them are like, Sarnara, Tamara, I've already got a title rep. But, you know, you have literally followed me and be, been my client and friend everywhere I've gone. So, yeah. which hasn't been that many places. But yeah. um, I just want to say thank you for your loyalty and your friendship, too. So I really appreciate you very much. Um, Word. And sharing today what you're sharing. Oh. <laughs> Word. We talked about this before the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but kind of circling back, and I, again, I'm, I don't want to dismiss what you said, so I'm very appreciative and thank you very much. Um, but this kind of, you know, doing something like this and sharing the information that you, you have gained from it allows me to fast forward what I'm doing. So I really appreciate it. And I know that there, the people looking at this uh, podcast today will be very appreciative of the information that you gave. So it makes you... lots of sense because here's the other thing about video and the YouTube thing. Going back to that, mm -hmm. people reach out to me and they see the other competition. They see the other realtors on YouTube. If they like them. They'll reach out to them. Mm -hmm. If they like me, they'll reach out to me. If they like both of us, they'll reach out to both of us and whoever, whoever will compete for business. But there's really like almost no competition for business, which means anyone can do it. Yeah. That's the special thing about this. Like I, hopefully they get, this gets seen and people realize you could flood the market with a lot of people doing this. And it, it's just about you. Like for every McDonald's, there's a Wendy's and a Burger King, like and a jack-in-the-box right yeah, there, yeah, right? And Canes and Chick-fil-A now. Um, they're all right there. People need options, right? So whichever market that God sends me to, this is what I'm going to do. And the thing is, you don't necessarily have to be this guru and know all this stuff. I mean, there's guys in our market that are doing it. They're not from here, but they're just really good at marketing. And we got to take on this moniker. We've got we've to accept that, and embrace that we are marketers first. Sure. We just have our real estate license. Yeah. We're marketers first. Figure out the best way to market. So um, going back to that quote that I gave you, it's like you've got, there's levels to your marketing. All right. And this, the, the people that, the realtors that are in trouble right now are typically ones that over the past three to five years or 10 years even, maybe in the course of their careers, have marketed to anywhere between 300 and 1,000 people, right? They're not doing so hot right now because that's just not enough people to turn over 12 to 24 transactions a year. Not in today's market when we're less than a month of inventory. No one's selling. It's yeah. hard to buy as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, then there's the next level where you've got people that are canvassing um, uh, farming, circle prospecting, so, circle yeah. prospecting. Mm -hmm. and so let's just say the area that they are, uh, the amount of people in their influence 
are 10,000. Sure. They're doing a little bit better. 20,000, a little bit better. What about what I'm doing and what I've chosen to do is I need to be in front of millions of people, right? There's That's the difference. It's still the same thing. It's just choosing as broad of a platform as you could possibly get. The world wide web. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it always has to, there's multiple, there has to be multiple funnels of how you get business, right? Yep. You can't just focus in on one. And I think, and I think a lot of times where people get lost is they hear about a new shiny thing and they're like, oh my God, I got to go do that. And then they hear about another shiny thing and they're like, oh my God, I got to do that. Right. And so it's chasing this shiny thing as opposed to um, picking three. Picking three, yeah. working your sphere, circle prospecting, you know, SEO or, or YouTube or whatever it is. It's, it's when you start and stop and start and stop and start and stop. Because we all know whenever you start something new, it's at least, I think six months is, is super conservative. I think nine to 12 months for most people to see an ROI off of trying a new marketing technique, right. major marketing technique is probably appropriate. And so that's, I think, a key component is you've got to stick with, you've got to stick with it. You can't just throw up a couple of videos, go, oh my God, it didn't work and move on to the next thing. This is something to stick with. I do understand people that are trying something and jumping off of it. Most, uh, for instance, most websites that will do a lot of the marketing for you, um, some of them flat out just don't work. They're promising you leads. You pay for your monthly subscription and they say that they will uh, run Facebook ads for you. I've, I've been down this rabbit hole um, and Facebook ads, they kind of stink by, by comparison because you, you kind of end up with a lot of people that were tricked into clicking on your ad. Like they were scrolling Facebook, eating popcorn and they're like, oh, a house clicked they just got sidetracked. They did not mean to be there, but now you've got them and they never meant for you to be sure. there. like, and so I would end up with a lot of leads that didn't want to be contacted in the first place or an, another method that I remember now I, I used to use was uh, appealing to, um, to first time home buyers programs when that was a big thing. So then you end up with a lot of leads that are not the highest quality, C yeah. quality leads, and just harder to close. I've never received, uh, been a part of a platform that produced leads like this that were looking anywhere from $2 million down to three or 400. I've never been a part of anything like this. So this, I'm proof that it works. That it works. Um, the different websites, yeah, it's 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 hard because there are so many different. Be it, um, you know, there's there's Boomtown, there's uh, Real Geeks. I've tried all of these, mm. and um, I'm not to say I'm probably not the one to completely do full reviews on them because I didn't stick with them, and and some of them do. Uh, put you in Zillow as well. So you then you then become a, a part of getting Zillow leads. And it's like, I think you've heard about 
you know all about Zillow leads. It's yeah, the fact but you're, that now you're not, spending thousands and thousands oh, and thousands and thousands of dollars on all of this stuff that and you're may not or may exclusive. not work. Yeah, and I hear about all the oh. junk with Zillow. Oh. So let me, you know, it look makes at, me sweat. I'm like, oh my god, I need to. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of looking at your videos, you don't, you do a lot of this stuff yourself, right? Do, do you mind sharing about how much you spend doing this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say it's about $600 a month right now Okay. Um, between excluding equipment. And I don't get new equipment all the time um, when, you know, I've got my GoPro, which is sitting over there. I can't leave that. That would be bad. Uh, got my GoPro. Um, I've got some microphones. I've got some good lighting. I've got a little, you know, I've got my own home studio. Um, and for my, uh, editing, I probably spend a hundred to $200 per video edit. And I found an editor and I'm looking for a full on videographer partner, uh, that can be with me rather than me sure. going like this. Yeah. Cause right now I'm a total YouTuber. Yeah. I'm out there and people are like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm hanging it out the window. I'm. I'm like out there. Well, but that's okay. I don't think that that's a bad thing, but you're spending about $600 a month and you told me how much you did in production last year from YouTube. Yeah, the ROI is stupid. Well, tell me, it's... tell tell, tell everybody how, how many, what was your production bait off of this stuff last year? So uh, I, I did 11 million last year and this year I'm set to do 16. Okay. Um, so it's been a blessing, obviously. Is that you all the that, YouTube stuff? All, all off of a lot of it's YouTube now. A so lot do you think three fourths of, of your production is off of YouTube? I would say higher than that. It's okay. probably eighty percent. Okay. Eighty percent is is YouTube, um, and I still get a lot of ROI because I did work for so long. It's not like I just jumped in. I, I no, you have hundred videos up. Yeah. Right. Well, even before that. I've been in real estate here and since 2010. I've, I've got hundreds of clients and through all these websites and stuff that I've jumped through, I've maintained my relationships with all these people. So I still get good referral uh, referral leads. I still take listings, but I've, I'm focusing so much on video right now. It's just bringing in a ton of buyers, which is good because nobody, uh, if I was only reliant on the people that I had been on my past clients and friends and family and, you know, what have you, I'd be screwed. I told you this because they're not moving. They can't move. They no, don't know where I the mean, heck they would you, move. You told me what I wanted to know. I kind of wanted to know how much you were spending and what your return on your investment was. And so if you're spending $600 a month, but let's say you did $9 million, $8 million, $9 million yep. just off of your YouTube um, platform, then to me, that's a win, right? And so I think that's a great place to stop for today, don't you? I'm down to stop. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show to me with me today. Always super fun to hang out with you. And again, you're a big blessing to me. So thank you very much for that. And I hope you guys got some value out of today. Um, I know that I sure did. I'm going to 
go back to the office and start working some more on my YouTube platform. So thank you so much for turning, uh, tuning in to another episode of Spilling the LT. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Make sure that you don't just go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, but also to Tommy's uh, YouTube channel. And make sure you like, share, comment, and well, let's click on some funnels and do some business together. You guys make it a great day. Thank you.